think about a lot of the other stuff right they made this movie called 1983 which is one of the crappiest movies ever right? <laughs> i know <laughs> such a terrible movie you know you, i was so disappointed i can't tell you because that's such a special moment in indian sport and you make this thing and usme na zabardast you put a heroine and you put a deepika in it's a joke right we don't take our yeah, sport yeah. seriously right we take sport as entertainment so then there is a hero right and you need a heroine also Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Sidelines podcast. I'm your host Tanvi and welcome to a show where you can expect to be inspired, motivated and educated about everything sport, wellness and fitness as we chat with some of the best in the business. Uh today on the show we have with us the CEO of Caraclay. The COO of Caraclay, uh Mr. Abhinesh Anand, uh someone who is also an avid sports blogger and has contributed uh, a lot to uh, sporting publications in the past uh, thank you so much avnish for doing this podcast with us my pleasure tanvi i am happy to be here and thank you for the opportunity absolutely i would say i'm more a sports fan i okay. love sports i wish i was a better player <laughs> I mean we all have our strengths and weaknesses and um but yeah um you know something that I I wanted to start this episode um of course I was going through your LinkedIn profile and your Instagram uh page and I I saw an immediate connect in terms of um you know the crossover between sport and the corporate side of uh, the corporate world um something that has fascinated me for a very very long time um you know as sports persons we very often uh, tend to put our education on a back burner because our window to uh, you know performance sport is very limited but of course when we transition out of active sport and try to get back into mainstream uh, we see the the crossover between the two worlds and um, you know it was very interesting reading about the work that you've done and even reading about some of the sport uh specific articles uh very very interesting so i wanted to start off with uh, you know as i've transitioned out of professional badminton um i've i've uh taken up endurance sport just uh, you know as a as a recreation something to keep my mind and body connected and uh, to have a sporting uh, or a physical goal rather in mind um you know and as i've gotten deeper and deeper into uh, you know participating in in marathons and triathlons and i signed up for uh, my first half ironman in uh, last year uh, which took place in dubai and in the process of training for the event one common thread that i found within the endurance community which is a very very thick community is that most people uh, you know are have reached have climbed the corporate ladder are you know either heading a company or are mainly you know like ceos cfos cxos um and got me thinking um you know having you know what is what is it that has drawn them to pushing their bodies to the hilt because training for an ironman is literally pushing your body to the hilt um so it got me thinking is is it is it the 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 attempt to master your uh, mind body is it an attempt to uh, master your physical abilities so i thought i'd pose this question to you and 
hear your take on on the subject see actually you are right that uh, you know i because i'm now a middle aged person so i also know a lot of middle aged people that you tend to see a lot of them taking on either a sport or something in the fitness or health domain really really seriously and actually i can say that for myself that it's in the last 2 years that i've started to take my own health uh, and whatever fitness levels i need to maintain a little more seriously my personal view of why that is happening uh, is for you know some of these reasons so one is that these are all successful people right uh so somewhere i think i think that this age you start to realize your own mortality right uh and i think that at that stage you just feel that okay now i need to start taking it more seriously so i think it's a more it's also a middle age phenomena that people now want to start take it taking it seriously i think the advantage which a lot of these successful people have is that they have access to everything which they want you know you can get a personal trainer who can come and do it at your time you can get the best nutritionist you have access to the best sporting facilities or the best coach which helps second i think it's also that uh, you know th- there is a reason these people have been successful right they 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 can hack life they know how to get things done so they are able to figure out you know how i can do both right while i continue my corporate or entrepreneurial career they are also able to figure out how to fit in you know the time and the energy and the effort needed for this uh, thing third thing i think is that you know i recently uh, heard a podcast by this very famous uh, writer called adam gopnik where he spoke about that you know most of us think about achievement right uh, where you do a lot of things which are achievement but the real joy comes from accomplishment which is connected to mastery that you master something it could be anything you start to learn to play an instrument yeah. and i think it is the sense of accomplishment also which is possibly driving many of these you know they have scaled the corporate ladder whatever they wanted yeah. right and you know how most indians are right this generation grew up in the 80s and 90s where this was the only path to success and many of them have now scaled the mount everest which they wanted in life yeah. so now what is the next you know the next accomplishment which they can chase i'm sure they have also done a lot of other work say on the philanthropy side or you know uh, there are many other things which people want to do so then a very obvious uh, opportunity for mastery is the mastery of your health or your body or a physical activity right which is very motivating right that if you take it up you know and you become really good at it like if i give mithun's example who's the ceo of carrot lane he's like a really really good badminton player he's very good at playing poker yeah and you can see that he's really you know all the time trying to get yeah. better at that yeah and in fact he keeps telling me that you should take up a sport and become really good at it something which i have not uh, managed to do but i think it's a sen- it's a combination of yeah. these things uh, which makes such people take it up seriously and then really go after it because i think they are very good at it also and they are fairly motivated to master these things so the sense of mastery also kind of drives them and you know these people really take it up very very seriously you can see so many of them run ultra marathons and triathlons and long distance cycling and sport and so on and so forth i think that's something which is like you know you have to keep motivating yourself right you have become a ceo for example what do you do next i think this is something which is a you know some people write books right some people are now becoming influencers some people take up philanthropy work 
but i and i think all of these are pursuits of mastery in something else but there is definitely one one obvious thing for a lot of them which is sport and health and wellness i think that's my understanding of this phenomena no absolutely i think uh, uh, like you rightly said it's uh, you know whether it's achieving uh, the pinnacle of you know your uh, reaching the heights of uh, in 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 sport or uh, whether it's climbing the corporate ladder i think chasing excellence is a common trait that you see amongst athletes because uh, you may have a bad day but you still need to come back to the drawing board and you know try to be a better version of yourself every day and and that's something you know even as a ceo you, you can't afford to uh, you you have to lead your company you have to try and be a better version of yourself every day so uh, because because these endurance events like you said are 12 14 15 hours of being stuck in your own head you got to master what's going on between the years if if you have to be successful so um, but do you think the reverse is also true i mean coming from a place of having spent 15 years in sport um and transitioning out into you know wanting to move into the corporate space do you think uh you you would hire someone who's been a sports person and who has excelled and has maybe now do- done his mba and is trying to ca- come back into mainstream because i'm seeing seeing that as a trend in uh, a lot of um you know retiring sports persons they're retiring at 25 26 27 and Uh, who is retiring at 25 26 well <laughs> <laughs> there are plenty there's there are plenty in, i think post covid everyone there was a change in thinking uh, you know i'm not making it people are becoming a lot more aware and uh, the obvious route initially used to be coaching you've done you've been a player let's let's open an academy or let's you know join the national center become a coach but now people are realizing that you know maybe i can do my mba or maybe i can do my masters and get back into the management side of sport and try and contribute to um so you know as do you think that a sports person can be successful in uh the corporate space as well going forward so one i'll just quickly add on to this right and and i know why tanvi is asking this right because we had this conversation with abhijit right and he had a uh, so while he was playing for india right uh, he was captaining the volleyball team doing everything and i think while playing itself he had a job with ongc right the government sponsored one right and he had a very good way of looking at it he basically said that i had decided it uh, very early on while i was playing itself that till the time i can contribute to the team the volleyball team i'll continue playing after that i will go and whatever work they give me i'll do it whether it is you know moving you know like a you know a moving a file from here to there or whatever i'll take it up Right, that's my stride and he said that that's also one of the important things that a sports person basically brings to the table right if you're an athlete you can basically you're used to doing anything and everything and so for him that worked out that attitude sort of worked out so we just want to hear it from your side right like imagine like you have this pool of people who you can hire any time what are we looking yeah. at yeah, see ajay jairam for instance has retired at the age of 32 has went to isb did his mba and is now uh, has just been has taken up uh, a job with mckinsey so he's he's really made the shift uh, now time will tell see i think uh, if you look at uh, any individual 
who rises through the corporate ranks right initially uh, it is your skill which helps you grow but slowly it is uh, a lot of your people management and your strategic thinking etc which becomes more important as you kind of grow right you could be great at your skill but for example if you are not great at managing people you can't grow beyond a certain point right a lot of people who come from a lot of corporate training and as in not corporate training meaning who have been who have learned uh, everything which they know through their corporate experience and their professional experience i still see many of them lacking the ability to be great managers because actually you know very little is done to train people to become good at it we just assume that you know you have just been around and some training will be done and you'll suddenly become a good manager right uh, and you know other leadership traits right like the ability to inspire people or uh, you know the ability to solve problems in a certain way or handle very stressful situations is something which we typically don't help people a lot with now if you think about a sportsman and a lot of them especially people who have been captains or have performed at the highest level on the second parameter they are like at the highest level you know they are really really good they are great team players they have great leadership ability etc etc so if they add some of the skill part uh, you know the skill needed in the corporate world then they obviously become really good right because the second part which a lot of people lack in the corporate world many of them are really really good at it right uh but obviously it needs you know you can't just walk into a job but if you also add the and you know getting that skill is actually not very hard you know you can go to a b school and you can get that right thousands and lakhs of people get trained that way but the part about you know the skills which a professional and a top quality sports person has especially people who have performed at the highest level who have led teams you know who have inspired people to you know go like perform at 150% of the level and then or become great at motivating people they are actually they have a skill which very few people have even the best corporate leaders in this country or worldwide very few people have that skill so in a way if they complement themselves with the you know the skill set needed to work in the corporate world i see no reason why they cannot be phenomenal and i actually compare it to the defense services you know that's the other area where you learn a lot of skills of life of leadership of motivating people of working together as a team which the real world or the corporate world rarely teaches you uh, and i see that a lot of servicemen also when they get a you know an mba or whatever and they come into the corporate world they really do well in fact uh, i'm not actually just wondering you know there are many programs specifically for defense servicemen uh, at in the iims and other places for them to you know get a one year course done and then get placed into organizations i think that i don't I, i'm just wondering why there isn't one for top level sports people at least right because they bring in the same and honestly if i had a chance and if there was somebody like that available and if there was a role i would definitely consider that person because i personally value that a lot because there's no school of life other than say the world of sports or the world of the army or the military uh, which they are great at teaching you those skills you know and if you look at it you know there's this uh, there are many uh, the as in if you have, there are many best selling books written by say ex army men or ex sports people about leadership or motivation and you know the reason they bring in such powerful insights which resonate with people because those are you know awesome experiences like 
for example if you read about the books written by a lot of ex uh, navy seals for example there is one book which we make everybody in carrot lane read which is called extreme ownership which is written by two ex navy seals so that kind of thing you know again if you read about sports i think there is you know the way an f1 team runs or the way the british cycling team has been run some of those things i don't think there are there would be people who can get to that level of expertise so if you can harness that kind of expertise right people who have solved those problems i think the corporate world will be lucky to have them i can at least speak for myself matlab ye culture aisa and this is very common right in india kuch bhi le lo like we have this tendency to create gods right out of nowhere out of humans we just create gods and they are great at what they do but do you really think that we do we really need to create gods right this whole idea of a team versus you know one individual you know taking i think we are past that heroic that we needed this heroism where we needed this motivational um someone motivational to look up to i think we are past that era right i think but, but why are we still doing that see yeah and again this is my understanding of this that uh, uh you know i think uh, uh, i think this depends on how evolved that country is uh, i think you know once you reach a level in terms of the level of education the level of prosperity then uh, you know the understanding of people changes and they start to understand you know the more nuanced version of why things work you know it needs a little more cognition to you know really understand uh, you know it's it's like you know there is a simplified explanation of something that okay this is working well because of this person that's the simple way for anybody to understand you know why something works well understanding you know the real nuance the layered understanding of something is very hard for the majority of people right so i think in india we have that challenge that people you know they look at sports as an entertainment right or even politics as an entertainment so you know you want to just consume it as a you know almost like a movie where there is a hero and you just like this simple right it's not an intellectual pursuit you and i are possibly the crazy ones who see csk and we are trying to see okay what does this teach me about say running a team or for the corporate life or what does it tell us about training uh but i think we are in that minority in that sense right even when we watch sport you know when you watch any sport not just csk like somebody like me is always trying to then go down the rabbit hole read five books about it and try and understand okay what do they do what is going on in the background what is the history of the sport all of that but clearly we are the minority right in that sense most people want to consume sports and a lot of this as entertainment it's just, mm-hmm. you know they don't want to get intellectual about it right they just want <laughs> okay it's and, and you know when you when it there is entertainment it needs a hero yeah it's simpler yeah. like that in a country like america obviously is far more evolved right sports is a yeah. very different kind of business and people want to consume the intellectual or you know what goes on behind the scenes a lot more you think about the media right uh if you subscribe to a lot of the us sports content right if you write read the athletic for example there is so much content being churned up about what is going on behind right the nuanced led uh, activities so that you know you, there is also they also the media also creates enough content for people to become more educated and then start taking an interest who writes like i said right i wish somebody writes a book the one of the 
and I'm not cribbing about Indian sports, but you know, very few books are being written about. You know, I'm still waiting for a great biography of Leander Pace, for example. I wish somebody writes that. You know, you read about a lot about it, but it's also bits and pieces. Yeah. But, you know, it would have taken a lot. You know how the creation of Leander, right, in a country like mm-hmm. ours. At a time when there was nothing for sports, could have taken a special effort from him, his parents, and everybody. Mm-hmm. There is no documentary on it, right? It's such I mean, a great material for a documentary, but there is no book, no documentary on it. Yeah. Think, think about a lot of the other stuff, right? They made this movie called Nineteen Eighty Three, which is one of the crappiest movies ever, right? <laughs> I know. <laughs> such a terrible movie. You know, you, I was so disappointed. I can't tell you because that's such a special moment in Indian sport. And you make this thing, and usme na zabardasti you put a heroine, and you put a Deepika in. It's a joke, right? We don't take our yeah, sports yeah. seriously, right? We take sport as entertainment. So then there is a hero, right? And you need a heroine also. But you know there is so like I'm waiting for somebody to make something on Pulela Gopichand, right? He's done something so incredible, right? He's created, yeah. he's turned badminton, he's turned India into a badminton power, right? I would not call it a superpower yet. But you know, it was one of my dreams to watch India win the Thomas Cup or something, because I remember all the time I used to keep losing to these Chinese Koreans five zero all the time, and we would never think that कभी ऐसा time आएगा वे वे could actually win the Thomas Cup or the Davis Cup, and we have reached a stage where we won the Thomas Cup. मतलब it's the most, yeah. it's like the most incredible thing which I have seen as a sports person. But I was sitting at the airport watching it on t on my phone. And there was nobody you could make out who was even noticing it, right? Because it doesn't yeah, matter yeah. to people. Yeah. Um, I'm sure people like you were watching because you are a badminton player, and I know you follow sport. So in that sense, you know that we don't take sports still as seriously, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, we think of it still as entertainment, and we need the hero. But I wish uh, I'm not capable. But I am ready to consume and pay for that content if somebody made that and read those books. But I think we need better people. You know, there are so many great filmmakers. But again, I don't blame them also because if they make an intellectual movie, I don't think there's an audience which will pay for it, right? They want the hero movie where, you know, if they make a movie about Pulela Gopichand, उसमे भी there has to be a song he's singing. पता नहीं कौन सा आया पता नहीं क्या लेने लगे. Otherwise, the movie. Will not... I think even the Saina movie uh, was spiced yeah. up to another level. You, I don't watch any of these because you know such such crappy films. And you, you know, you make one nice documentary. I say, Abhi, I'm sure if you have seen that Air documentary, right, or some of the other work yeah. which they make in the US. Ab jitna bhi you kali do ab US ko, but they make great sports movies and great sports documentaries which are worth watching. And even the content which you read, you know, there's this guy called Gary Smith who only writes 14 articles for SI.com every year. That's it, four or 14, I don't remember. But he's that. He doesn't write just churn out match reports every day. But every piece which is written now is just incredible. I mean, it's like the most beautiful sports writing which you can get. You know, US me, one more thing is that it's such a strong part of culture, right? Mainstream culture that the best filmmakers, the best writers write about sports. Like Pulitzer Prize winning people write about sports. Even in the UK and all, you know, there are great sports writers, but there are not great writers per se who write about sports. So that's the difference in the US. that the best creators take sports as a subject and they make really great content you know then that's why you watch and you become more informed uh, again i'm not cribbing because our country's realities are different but i hope to live to see that day in this country because a lot has changed in the last 20 years so i'm very hopeful that things will keep changing will keep getting better 
and uh, we will also start to see that you know i i wish you know if there's if there's a somebody can start a kickstarter fund to contribute money to make a pulela gopichand movie i'm ready to start putting money for that yeah nay and i'll tell you you mentioned right a lot of these successful people who have taken sports and other things seriously yeah. there are people who will pay for something like this it's not you know i'll tell you uh, first time i heard about ojq right uh, i don't know when it was some 6 7 years earlier then just one fine day now i just wrote an email and i sent it to a lot of people that we should contribute and we were able and we said ki just give 1000 rupees also and we were able to get some 70 80 people to contribute and we got some 5 6 lakhs peop, uh, amount so there are people but you know it's like system ke bare mein krip karna is easy right in government kuch nahi karta hai Correct. we don't Correct. want to do anything but we want to just keep cribbing about it yeah even for hs pranoy koi kuch kar nahi raha hai system aisa hai corporates kharab hain corporates kyun sponsor kar rahe hain aap kuch nahi karoge lekin aap sare logon ko gali doge to so there is a opportunity there are people who will pay for it also somebody just needs to take the lead on that take the lead on it absolutely i mean this is one of the topics i wanted to touch upon because uh as um, sanjay rightly pointed out uh cricket is a religion in this country it's um, most cricketers are nothing short of demigods uh and with all due respect to cricket as a sport and cricketers in general um i think individual sports are you know taking uh you know the the beating to a certain extent because uh you know badminton for instance i'm passionate about the sport because i've been a player and um i know that the level in india is is you know really world class at the moment our national level yeah. tournaments are nothing short if if you can become a national champion in today's uh, day and age you are ready to uh, you know make uh, waves on the international scene which wasn't the case ha pehle log 10 10 bar national championship jeete the right in a row कि सैयद मोदी केम ही वन एट इन रो उसके पहले प्रकाश पादुकोण केम ही वन टेन इन रो अपर्णा पुकार केम पता नहीं सेवन एट इन रो नाउ आई डोंट थिंक दैट कैन हैपन नो नो नॉट अ चांस आई मीन मेन सिंगल्स फॉर इंस्टेंस यू हैव लक्ष प्रणय श्रीकांत यू एक आई थिंक देयर वर फाइव सिक्स पीपल इन द टॉप 50 एब्सोल्युटली बट बट यस कमिंग सो इन योर ओपिनियन आई मीन एवरीवन ब्लेम्स द कॉर्पोरेट शुड कम फॉरवर्ड यू नो एज पार्ट ऑफ सीएसआर अ लॉट ऑफ प्लेयर्स शुड बी फंडेड um what do you think is the ideal path forward in terms of See, there is making no sure that athletes are... easy ideal path forward See, because hmm. you need work to be done at all levels right hmm. like hmm. you spoke earlier there is work to be done at the grassroots grassroots yeah. level so that yeah. we have a bigger base of talent coming through right yeah you know if there's a book which was written after uh, about germany's 2006 world cup thing okay that how after the disappointment of the previous time how did they turn it around one of the things which is very striking in that know that they built put in a place a system that if there was a 10 year old who was talented then they could get access to good coaching anywhere in the country so you know it's like if you talk about badminton if there is a very talented player in himachal pradesh right jo bhi in shimla yeah. also yeah 10 year old can that person at least get good coaching so that you know at least the basic fundamentals of the sport right ki yeah. you know they know and access to some fitness or whatever can be provided or yeah. not so you have to yeah. start over there so that at least you know whoever right. shows talent can they be at least 
some basic coaching so that you know that's how you become better right you just don't become right. good at based on talent you need and you need to play in tournaments against good competition yeah. and then obviously you need to encourage them you know if there is a you know why are parents worried because we want the best for our children right so we don't want them to take on a sporting career because we feel ki uske baad wo kya kare but if there is a way that you know great sports people can then there is a program that they can do an mba and there's a hmm. enough corporate career opportunities available yeah or you know if you create quotas for admission into sports uh, through sports into more colleges etc or companies hmm. so that even parents encourage right uh, and then obviously you need more money to support people who are very close to becoming world class right like the case of yeah. pranoy right or right. a lot of the people which ogq supports that mm-hmm. these people are there right like very very close or look at our wrestlers our boxers our yeah uh, i would say even in table tennis and tennis and many other sports right we have people who are very close things have really changed right like you know we go and with mm-hmm. six seven medals in the olympics and all which was like totally impossible when i was growing up in the 80s and 90s so i think there is definitely something which are working well i think for example the haryana sports government is the haryana government is doing a great job right yeah. they encourage sport so much and many other governments yeah. as well yeah. so i think you know you need work to happen at all levels in terms of the lowest level at for young people then people who are possibly becoming good at the sub junior junior level reaching the national stage and then special programs you know like you have the australian institute of sports where you know people who are very close to becoming world class you know that you have honed rough diamonds like shane won over there right to make them yeah. so yeah. good uh, yeah. and i think aisa nahi ki corporates are not doing work i think uh, if i am correct then jsw steel has created a sports academy yeah. where their aspiration is to be like the australian institute of sports yes where, yes you know and the problem is no i remember ki when we wrote that email about ogq right to create funds then people start cribbing no ki but what about the grassroots i what i don't understand no ki boss somebody is doing something let them do no matlab ab sabka udhar kaise koi kar sakta hai that's you know ab, you know it's not like a socialist thing right ki every if you don't do it for everybody then it's not good enough let people focus on different things right so and we definitely need this right because people like this are so close right but now they need a lot of money because they need so many specialized coaches and right. i'm sure i don't even know what all it takes to really get them to that level right like this guy is so close right matlab there is no reason not to believe that lakshya sen or pranoy or one of right. these guys can win an olympic yeah. medal right they just yeah. because they have shown that they can beat the best players on any given day anybody including victor axelsen right so it just needs a little bit of luck in the draw and they could have a dream run in the all england or the olympics and just get a medal right it's happened for women's badminton there's no reason why it, it happened for alaksha sen in the all england right he made the final so yeah. I, and it happened for pulela right he got lucky also right the draw opened yeah. up for him so there is every reason for that to happen so i think we need uh, work to be done at all levels and more individuals should support rather than just talking uh we anyways pay enough through taxes and all right let's contribute to sports and there are enough people who will not you know non corrupt people who will make it work right like ogq and co sports right. and gs jsw so there are people who will uh, you know who have the expertise you know somebody like viren raskina you have to trust him right that if you give him money they will yeah. put it to the best possible use so ab wo bhi problem nahi hai right pehle sometimes you worry right who should we give it to right because a lot of the ngos are also frauds but i think there are so many good people doing good work you know there is this this person who works with women footballers in jharkhand for example at the grassroots level 
there are enough people doing you know the, you mentioned this volleyball player in assam like the former indian captain to log kaam kar rahe hain unko support aap financially karo na jaise people like me have no expertise in sports but am i willing to give money for that regularly yes because i like to see india win uh, and i think a lot of indians like to see india win Yeah. just have to tell them ki boss let's not depend on the government right they are still a poor country road banaye ki pranay ko paisa de right pehle road banana zaruri hai aur or there are so many other things right so why depend on the government right matlab we get satisfaction right we feel good about it for so many days right when we win at sports and we are the ones who crib right ki we can't win so i think um, yeah there is no, i, I think work as you rightly do. said as you rightly said um, good sports content and awareness about what is happening below that one idol who's always in the limelight uh, yeah. because the number 2 3 4 it, you know they are probably top 20 in the world nobody knows about them a uh, funny story uh, you know couple years ago at the us open um, there was the indian doubles pair men's doubles pair who was playing the semi finals and uh, you know i had a chat with one of them after the match uh, regarding what was going on in your mind at 19 all in the third set in the semis um and he said you know funnily i was thinking that if you know we get the next three points and we actually go on to win this match i'm going to have to pay a couple 100 dollars to change my flight plus hotel stay because all this has gone from my pocket and and this guy is ranked top 30 in the world so imagine that's the state of men's doubles but um, one of the things i wanted to touch upon again is um, i was just thinking back to my days at the gopichand academy and uh, it's like a, i lived there for because our national camps used to be held there uh, wow. so almost 5 years and national camp which is nothing less than i call it military uh military training. i'm sure because <laughs> you are on the court at 4 in the morning 4:15 and you are pretty much doing that all day every day um it's like eat sleep train repeat um but um you know being in that environment it is super competitive um you know you're always with your competitors you're always trying to uh work on your weaknesses make your strengths better there's single sessions going on there are double sessions going on so there's constant and you're you know literally the creme of the country training under one roof so uh there's a lot of badminton talk going on there's a lot of constant sparring constant competing going on um and it's very easy to fall into this toxic cycle of you know wanting to be better in in everything whether it's a strength you know there's a physical side there's a tactical side there's a technical side there is um there's so much to you know sport that you want to constantly work on you want to constantly become better and better uh you know a perfectionist kind of tendency becomes a default um so and you know one of the things gopi sir used to you know tell me is that you can't be a uh you know a a specialist in every department you will have your strengths uh which you should try and you know make really solid so that nobody can break them um and try and work on your weaknesses be aware of your weaknesses and but but don't try and convert your weaknesses into a strength because that's a that's a very very long process and it's not always the best path to go down 
So similarly, you know, you have also spoken a lot about uh, being a specialist, the, the, the difference between being a specialist and a generalist in the corporate world. So wanted to sort of draw a parallel between the two. Um, no, so you're saying that uh, uh, you are asking me for how the corporate world works in terms of specialists versus generalists? Yes. Is it, this, is it a similar thought process or uh, what are your thoughts on it? See, I'll, uh, the first thing which you mentioned about what uh, Gopichand used to tell you, I think that is completely true. That, you know, there is, which is what I mentioned earlier, right? That there's never the perfect strategy, uh, you know, that you should, you should always have that. I remember, uh, you know, a few years ago uh, in the NBA, they used to keep talking about one thing that, you know, the Lakers didn't have a third scorer. Mm. And, uh, you know, because obviously some teams have done well with a third scorer. But, you know, you can't have all the strengths which are possible, right? There is no way to put together a five-man or a ten-man team which is strong in every department. So, there will be some weakness. The key is that can you create a strategy which combines your strengths and at least reduces or hides your weaknesses as much as possible, right? Hmm. So they had great defense. They obviously had two great scorers in James and Anthony Davis. Uh, and they rode it to a title, right? And I think the corporate yeah. world is also like that, that when you think of strategy, right? You have to say, okay, we can't be very good at everything. Hmm. But what are the things we should focus on so that at least those trends can be highlighted and made stronger and that should help us do great at business. And at the same time, we at least, you know, limit our weaknesses, for example. So if I tell you about Carrot Lane, uh, you know, we have always say focused on customer experience and design. Those are our Mm. two strengths. If you ask me that, are we also the best on a lot of other things? Possibly not. And definitely not, in fact. But we have built a business model, a culture, which kind of takes the best of what is what we are strong on. And, uh, you know, over-indexes on that. But there are many other things which we are not great on. You know, if you look at our people, do we only hire the best, supposedly the smartest people from IIT, IM? No, we don't. So you could say that, okay, there is a weakness because your people are not at that level. But what we do is that because we are such a customer-centric organization, we hire people who are more customer-oriented, even though they might not be from IIT, IM. So you all, all, always take your strengths and you build a strategy yeah. around your strengths, uh, which also at least, you know, you don't get exposed for your weaknesses. So I think that is true for all parts of life, right? Even for an individual, I think none of us can be perfect in everything, right? So I might be yeah. good at something, but I'm sure I'm weak at something. So I have to pick a career path, you know, a way of living, which uh, makes the most of my strengths and limits the damage my weaknesses can cause me. So that is, I think, yeah. one part of the question which you're asking. As far as specialists and generalists are concerned, see, I am a big believer uh, in generalists, especially in today's world, because I feel that, uh, you know, unless you are like a nuclear scientist or something which is a high, high level of specialization, at least in the corporate world, you need a certain level of generalization where you should have exposure yeah. to multiple fields. Uh, you should have, you know, some diversity of exposure because what it does is it does two things for you. One is uh, that 
you know it makes you better at problem solving because you are able to mm. draw upon experiences and examples yeah. and analogies from various yeah. areas to yeah. become better at solving problems right mm. i don't know what they the cliche thing called connecting the dots you know before you start connecting dots you need the dots right how yeah. do you get a lot of dots in your life yeah. when you are exposed to a lot of things right which is where becoming a generalist helps and the other thing is that you know only when you have exposure to other domains and functions can you start empathizing with those people which is also very important for greater collaboration and greater teamwork uh, and these are all skills which are needed today so i think that is how i think and i'm not saying being generalist means you should not have any specific skills in any area you can be very good at one thing but you should be at least reasonably good at some of the other things also to become a generalist that way yeah that's true i think ye ye kafi interesting hai sir aapne jo bola na this whole idea of hiring from iits and iims and not hiring i know this is always a <clears throat> it's a perennial discussion right like uh, i don't know why why this is always a perennial discussion but i think isme um, if i remember it correctly right so at least um, in team sports this tends to actually um, go against the principle right so in typically in what i've seen right in team sports is that if you form a team which is all stars right most of the time it is bound to lose and i and i saw it first hand i mean i mean i shouldn't say most of the time but it's not that they will win all the time right uh, just because you have a great number of people in your team right and i saw it first hand just undergrad mein so we had too many football players right sabko football khelna hota tha kuch kaam nahi hai college mein to तो दो टीम बन जाता था एक अच्छा प्लेयर्स का सारा ए टीम एंड टीम राइट I really don't think that you know this whole IITIM discussion, which tends to be over-exaggerated at times, that talent has to be there, so on and so on. It really works that well. Uh, yeah, you this, know, see, because for winning, there's a lot of say dirty work which needs to be done. Yeah, yeah. The superstar yeah. thinks it is beneath him or her to do that, and you know exactly. it's been true in so many sporting situations, right? Somebody has to play yeah. defense. You know, just because you think you are a great attacker, you will not play defense. You will get constantly yeah, right, exposed. Right. Exactly. and this is the stamp one example of why superstar teams sometimes fail there are so yeah. many other things right because the sometimes the culture can just become toxic and exactly. i think my favorite example is how you know the us basketball team mm. after the dream team and everything for a 6 year stretch starting from the 2002 uh, world championship and then the 2004 olympics and 2006 they were being getting treated by argentina and greece and spain because these were just a bunch of superstars and those guys were teams who had played mm-hmm. together for 10 years so there was cohesion and chemistry and you know there was that telepathic understanding which team sports need right mm-hmm. and you know there can't be a better example of that at the highest level of sport and we see this in the football thing all the time right because if Yeah. the best talent always won then you know brazil and yeah. france yeah. could be winning all the time yeah. exactly so the team like croatia wins yeah yeah exactly but yeah one thing i definitely wanted to touch upon before we uh, you know come to the as we come to the end is um, 
you know, in sport, especially in individual sport, uh, you spend so much time with uh, your coach, uh, even more than probably a parental figure. You know, you start uh, treating your coach, mentor as uh, someone who you really respect and uh, value in your life. Uh, mentor, father figure, whatever you may call it. And uh, very often when, uh, you know, you change a coach, say you want to move to a bigger academy, uh, you've, you've started stagnating or for whatever reasons you, you know, decide to switch, um, move on to a new coach. It's almost like a, like a breakup or a, uh, it's, it's a very, uh, you know, it takes a toll on your mental health uh, because you're going through a transition and that relationship with the coach has been broken. Similarly, in the corporate sphere, you are, you very often hear that you don't quit jobs, you quit managers, um, you know. So if you could share a story uh, with us, in, if you have one, um, where this comes to light, because I've, it's, it's again, interpersonal relationships is a big part of uh, being successful in the corporate sphere. Um, so if you could share a story with us about on these lines. See, actually, Tanvi, you know what you mentioned about these uh, managers, coaches who are like father figures or mother figures. Uh, and then when you have to leave on, it is very hard because you know they have not just given you the sporting uh, skills or taught you just the sporting skills. Many of the many of these times. They have also been like uh, literally like father figures, right? They manage everything for you. Uh, and, uh, you know, which is what a parent also does, right? Right from booking your tickets to teaching you about life skills, right? Uh, and, and therefore, I think that's why it's very hard, right? Those breakups. And there are many examples of that. I think the corporate example is actually the opposite where you said people leave their managers because those are situations where there are very toxic, right? I think the example which or the similarity which you can draw for this in the corporate world is that, you know, uh, if you think about learning, how learning happens for people, the first type of learning which we happen is in school and college, right? Where everybody is just taught the same thing and you're just, it's like a rote mechanism, right? Uh, and then some people who are lucky end up with a manager who really makes them better. You know, you are you have to be very lucky to get somebody who's totally invested in you, who not only, uh, you know, because managers also are sometimes selfish, right? Their interest in you is limited to making sure that you perform so that the corporate goals or the targets or whatever gets met. So their involvement with you is only limited to that. You know, they don't right. get involved with you as a whole. Right? Correct. They only yeah. are interested at okay, let me just coach this person or let me work with this person so that he or she can meet the targets yeah. or deliver the goals. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. in life you meet a manager who changes your life, right? Because they go beyond just the corporate goal or the business goal, but they teach you things about life, right? Because you think about it, right? Many of these people, like I said, right? Uh, typically the corporate world doesn't teach you for many things in life. They just assume that you will learn on your own. So I think that there are these situations where if you find a great manager, uh, I think it changes your life. And in much the same way that they don't just teach you about business or they don't just teach you about skills, they teach you about everything, including how to manage your personal life, you know, how to build skills for the future, 
how to develop other interpersonal skills they guide and nudge you in the right way and i think but i think it's a rarity and it's not very very common because most people are just driven by you know what is the metric or kya has to be done yes so i would say that if you are lucky then you find somebody who's like the individual coach or trainer with some sports people have uh but you have to be lucky to get somebody like that but if you get somebody like that you are really fortunate and you can mm. you know really uh see your career and your life changed because of that i think that's the similarity between you know having somebody who's literally like your life coach you asked two questions right one is about the books and one is the uh, the other thing is about the sports thing right yeah the first try and answer the book wala question see it depends you know that who are we recommending it for okay if i have to generally recommend to any person without you know putting like a lens of a corporate layer that you are in this kind yeah, of yeah. role or you are a leader or whatever then i think that you know if you think about uh, what life in general something which everybody can benefit from uh, then there is one book which i think has really really helped me and i think it can help everybody is this book called think again uh, which is you know it just like the title itself says right that it just teaches you how to reflect you know and look at your own biases uh and you know just become better at that and i think that's you know you just become so much better if you start following um, what the book talks about so that's very very useful uh, in that sense right i think reflection is a super power if you just become good at it right that you because you know if human beings know what is good and bad but in moments of emotion or pressure we end up doing the wrong thing because we don't have the realization or awareness at that moment and that's what reflection can fix because you know if you reflect on what did i do wrong because of which i reacted in that way then slowly you start fixing it because your awareness improves so that's one i think the second book which i would uh, tell anybody to read would be one of the books about uh, psychology i think that's the most underrated subject in the world because fundamentally you know if you understand human behavior and whatever you do in life you will do well because that's a very very core thing right if you just start to understand people better um and you know how they think or why they do certain things and you know it's more important than customer centricity or any such thing because you fundamentally yeah. will understand human behavior well so any of the popular psychology books i think in fact i do say that you should make psychology mandatory in schools not yeah. just college even college because this is i think the you know the most important thing is to which is to learn about people that why are people the way they are or why people yeah. react in certain situations so obviously yeah. the best book on psychology is robert cialdini's influence but any book you know any good book on psychology is what i would say is something which is worth uh, reading for the third book and i have this bad habit that when people ask for three book recommendations i tell them five so i'm going to give you two <laughs> ऑफ 
you know how to just live a little healthy right which is a combination of eating well sleeping well and there are books for each of these things right there are many books which are about how to eat well then there are books about exercising well in fact i was listening to a podcast by this lady called i forget her first name second name is meg gonical who's written a book about it you know that how exercise also helps you mentally and so yeah. on and so forth then there is obviously many books about sleeping well and the uh, the third fourth part about living a good life you no know, is to have great connections with people you know you should have a lot of friends and you should spend time with them and also with your family so it can't just be one book for all four but i think this is one area which i would definitely recommend people to read about mm. because this really uh, you know at least you get enough uh, input in terms of how to live your life uh, and then i think uh, you know if you ask me the fourth one then fourth you should definitely read history i think because history is the you know the greatest teacher and i think it's also important to know the history of your own people like indians mm. right we should know the history of this country because then you realize what we did and why we did and why we are what we are right there's a reason we are like the way we are yeah. and it just you know you have this awareness of why we are like that and therefore you get a little more clarity on how should we go forward as a race yeah. you know as a country how did we turn out like this right why are yeah. we fighting with each other why are you know all the questions which you asked right like why do we have demigods mm-hmm. you have to understand that that how did we become such a poor country from being such a rich country mm-hmm. Yeah. no we were uh, till 1000 ad we were the masters of sea trade right we would mm. but suddenly we stopped doing it and we just kind of got into ourselves uh, and it was linked to the innovative spirit of this country and it suddenly we lost it right so history is i think uh, some subject but i can i can't tell you one book but there was a lots of yeah. really good books on the subject finally i think you should read a little bit of philosophy uh i am a big fan of socrates more than the stoics or any such thing so but it's not an easy book to read i have also started yeah, yeah. that book yeah but <laughs> if you are like... uh, <laughs> no and but i'll tell you one thing no ki see you guys are young people but once you are 40 no then it just becomes a little easy to read philosophy in fact if you don't want to read philosophy there's this other book called 4000 weeks which you should read it will just change you know this whole time management getting more work done organizing your life it will just challenge all of those ways of living your life and make you just rethink at everything you know there is this thing called you know why should you not just spend your time doing nothing mm. you know just sitting and doing nothing why is it you know a waste of time for example and it also asks you this question ki aap jitna bhi fight maar lo life mein all the thing which you have in your plate are not going to get done you can be the most mm. efficient yeah. organized person in the world so just stop chasing it you know and it also says for example that you know you think you are going to do these great things or not but you are so insignificant that it's not yeah. funny so just stop worrying right. about your you know okay, how much more we are going to achieve whether you are this tiny tiny speck in the universe yeah. so 4000 weeks in fact i would say forget philosophy the fifth book should be 4000 weeks and uh, most people who have given it to have read it again and again it's that kind of book mm, interesting i i do agree on the psychology not talking about the sports book sanjay but the sports to no. have 200 books on sports yeah yeah, yeah. Uh. I, I <laughs> that, that list we can ask you for a list on that yeah. because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i definitely want a list of sports books yeah. to read 
ಹಾಕಿಂಡ್ So there is this journalist who has written about it. It was so painful the way they humiliated us on this stage, right? And it is, you know, if you are a very hardcore fan, right? It's the worst thing, right? When you get... Yeah. I, we, I had this really bad feeling when uh, in the Bhubaneshwar Hockey World Cup. There was so much expectation. And yeah. we just were defeated miserably. And you know, it was very heartbreaking. The, most yeah. people would not have cared. but 82 is the you know it is as bad it is actually worse than 1986 when miadad hitting a six of chetan sharma mm-hmm. uh, because pakistan came to delhi and they beat a 7-1 in the final of the asiad mm-hmm. so writing about it is so painful right in fact i from time to time i read about it because it makes you realize ki you know kitna aadmi ke andar dukh ho sakta hai for kitna dukh ho sakta hai dukh ಕ್ವಾಂಟಿಫೈಂಗ್ you know i think i hope somebody can write books about like that for all sports mm. uh, it just tells you ki how much of a you know a big deal wrestling is in the hinterland of this country and that is why right. wrestling survives you know because you can just participate in the akhadas and dangals right. and make a decent living out of it right. most people don't know that yeah and i think that uh, this is for me it is a lot of fun to have a conversation like this i don't even think of it as a podcast or anything it's like you know you talk Thank to you. people about sports so that was very nice and whatever you are doing i think all the best to you guys and uh, if there's any other way in which i can help them please do let me know thank you so much thank you so much